This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. One of the big stories of the day is the very unfortunate news earlier this morning that fire destroys uh, Minnesota's historic Lutzen Lodge on Lake Superior. Uh, clearly, um, the history with regards to that lodge on Lake Superior, um, so many people uh, being impacted by this news of the day. And, well, somebody that I just ca- kind of recently came in contact with, they have a story and some memories of the Lutz Lodge as well, and that is Michelle Truax, uh, executive producer with Fox 9. I want to bring her on right now to join us here on The Lake Show. Uh, we actually met a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the taping of Taste Buds, my uh, my episode just aired this, this past week with Stephanie Hansen, and uh, that was a lot of fun to be a part of that, but... Uh, but, we're, you know, you're joining my show tonight on some somber news and very unfortunate news, but I'm, I'm thankful, Michelle, that you're joining us here on WCCO. And I guess I want to start with just your initial reaction to the news when you heard it this morning with regards to uh, to the lodge. Yeah, thank you, Henry. Um, yeah, this morning, you know, I, I was just getting ready for work, and my husband told me, and um, of course it's, you know, kind of shocking when you first hear it. It's like, really? And, you know, you also just, don't know how how bad it is necessarily. I didn't know uh, the extent at first, but then when you start to see the images, um, it just is so, it was so uh, shocking to see because all the images that we have, you know, we think about getting, we were married there and spent time with family there. And so to see, um, just to see the extent of of the damage today was pretty shocking and um, really feel for the community up there and the employees. Yeah, in, no question about it. And, and were you kind of like me? Because when you're in media, whether it's whatever medium it is, whether it's television or radio, whatever, you know, when you hear about a big time story like that, and specifically a local story with the angle and like you're attached to it, did you find yourself kind of scouring the web and looking and seeing, you know, trying to get, you know, better news than what we were probably getting and just trying to see where things were, were kind of at at the time? Because I find kind of find myself in that way this morning. I'm doing my morning hit with Vanita Sakar on the morning morning news. I see the news about Toby Keith and him passing away due to stomach cancer. And then I kind of found myself for the next 10 or 15 minutes, kind of looking up stuff that way. Yeah. Um, well, it's, and it's a little interesting for me because I'm from the Duluth area and, um, have a lot of friends, uh, close up there, but it was, it was kind of different for me today where, 
Well, for one, I just was commuting to work and I didn't have a chance quite to look at too much. But I actually had a lot of my friends and family reaching out to me because um, their connection to Lutzen was um, was through me. So they're like, do you know anything yet? And I only I was just looking at what we had um, on Fox 9 at the time. But, um, yeah, just seeing just, you know, scrolling through social media just yeah. briefly. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you you stole my thunder there because that was going to be my next question. How many of your family and friends reached out to you today when you heard that news? Well, I, I'll just go ahead and ask it. Would you say a dozen, less than a dozen, or how many people reached out to you? Um, I would say maybe like eight, eight people or so, eight or ten. So not not like a huge. <laughs> huge that's a group, lot, but, though. Yeah, that's a lot of people because they know about the attachment that you have with the lodge. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And they were saying that, you know, it was just the first thing that they thought of was memories at um, at our wedding. And we got married back in August of 2016. And um, it was just such a beautiful day and such an intimate um, space to have a wedding. Uh, And it was, you know, just felt like a little like a you know, it's got that ski lodge feel. So it's just a really intimate, comfortable space. So people were reaching out just about yeah. How much they love, you know, spending time there. Yeah, we're talking about the Lutzen Lodge of Fire with the executive producer with Fox 9, Michelle Truax, here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Um, I, I think the eight or nine people reaching out, that that is a lot of people because they, they know what it means to you. You talked about b- getting married there back in uh, 2016. Why did you choose Lutzen Lodge to get married there? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm from Duluth, so just growing up on the lake, and um, I used to hike, you know, a lot. My husband and I still do. We hike on the Superior Hiking Trail. Um, I've done some trail races also that end up in Lutzen, so we're really familiar with the area, and so when we thought about where we would want to get married and, you know, where we would want to bring all the people that we love the most together— um, it just felt like a really good fit. It felt like home to us and just a really comfortable space to bring everyone. And we spent the whole weekend, you know, the whole weekend there. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, you know, being that close to the water, that lodge was really, really special. We just got married like right next to the water um, in front of the lodge. And then, you know, the building is set up in a way where there's like a space where you do or hors d'oeuvres on the deck, and then there's a nice ballroom, and there's a gorgeous dining room. There, there, there was, but I did hear. Are they going? I think they're going to rebuild to a similar, or the same, the same plans that it was. Yeah. You know, go back to. So, hope you know it. It won't quite be, you know, of course, the same, uh, but. The same feel for it, yeah. It'll be it'll be drastically yeah. different because it's going to be new. But that, but that, I wanted to ask you that question. You just kind of touched on it vaguely, but I want to go a little bit deeper. How did it make you feel when you heard that um, the people let loose and lies that they're immediately um, that they're looking to rebuild? That has to make you feel good. Yeah, you know, I think especially because I'm sure that they'll try to you know keep it looking similar and feeling similar mm-hmm. everybody who I met everyone who I met every time I've been up there they've been just really wonderful authentic people who care about um you know about the North Shore community from what from what I've seen and so I think everyone and everyone who, who's been there and who loves Lutzen I'm sure that they would want to see it come back and look 
and you know looked the same as much as possible or just have that same feel it had just such a special feeling like right down to the way that it smells when you walk in the door mm-hmm. just got that like lodge wood smell and yeah i mean once they i don't know how long you know it will take to be able to to bring that back but yeah um we'll definitely have to <laughs> try to come up there and and back su- up there and see. Yeah, and support them. Final thing, and then we'll let you go, and I appreciate your time this evening. Uh, aside from your wedding, because that's always going to be a special day, if not the most special day of your life, um, any other favorite memory or memories that you have? Yeah, um, so I ran, I, I was a, did a lot of trail running, and um, in particular, my first trail race ended at Lutzen. It was it was like 15 and a half miles on the Superior Hiking Trail, and my friends and I stayed at the at, at the Lutzen Lodge in the cabins that are nearby, which those are still okay. They were there a little um, down just this little road from there. But um, I remember being extremely sore after running uh, the race, <laughs> and the, the next day, they, the, there's a pool. There was a pool area in the lodge, and my my friend and I sat in the hot tub, and I just did not want to get out of that hot tub. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so nice. So I really, I bet yeah, it felt like heaven. Out <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. So yeah, it was just special being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. I truly do appreciate it here on short notice, but it means a lot for you to come on tonight and kind of speak to uh, Lutz and Lodge and just give your thoughts and, and reflect on uh, what it's been and what it means to you and, and hopefully, you know, what it's going to mean to people moving forward. Yeah, thank you, Henry. Appreciate talking to you. All right, take care. That's Michelle Truex, executive producer with the Fox 9, talking about the Lutz and Lodge fire. Um, look, if you're out there and you're listening to the show, and you have memories or you have thoughts about the Luton Lodge, I'd love to hear from you guys on the text line 651-461-9226 because I've never been. I have never been to Luton Lodge. Have you ever been? I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, forever ago. I couldn't tell you like. Like when you say forever ago, is that like 10 years, 20 years? I was probably 10. Okay. So 20 years, yeah. Okay, about 20 years. Yeah. You don't remember anything from it? Not really. I'm old, man. The grays are You're coming You're 30! I, the grays are coming in. I don't know what I had for breakfast yesterday. Dude, I'm 50. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, now you are over-exaggerating age. You're 30 years old. You don't have CTE. Stop. I don't know of, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This guy, you would never get anywhere with me talking about your age. I'm 50, and you're 30. You're a baby. No. No. Gosh. I'm way too old. 651-461. 9226. We got Word on the Street. That's next year on the Lake Show. All right, it's time for Word on the Street. Josh Wheeler on the ones and twos, the man on the board controlling things. Let's see what he has for us this evening. Tom Holland's in the news. Spider Man. Spider Man. Before landing the role of Spider Man in Marvel films, Tom Holland made a name for himself as one of the young stars on. In a, uh, I guess, a musical slash play known as Billy Elliot the Musical in the West End. I don't know where West, I'm assuming that's the UK. Um, I, I have not had a chance to look that up, but it sounds like Tom Holland is headed back to the stage. He'll be over in London for a West End revival of Romeo and Juliet. I think that's kind of interesting to kind of jump back into the, I guess, play aspect of entertainment from doing 
strictly just movies. But uh, I guess my question to you is, how do you feel like how what is your opinion like on actors kind of going jumping back and forth? I feel like that's a, a I think it's great. I, it, 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 it's it, an it, interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. It shows their versatility and in, in, in their talent. Yes. Yeah, I, I I have no issue with that at all. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that I've seen a million, you know, plays or anything like that. But if I'm, I've seen a few. Yeah. But my gosh, that like, how awesome is that? That's awesome. Yeah. That's it shows a lot to be able to kind of, you know, be able to be a big star and obviously. It, it doesn't take a genius to know this. The success of Spider-Man and Marvel has is probably going to help greatly with the success back on uh, on the stage for him. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Taylor Swift is in the news this past weekend. Uh, did you watch the Grammys, by the way? Yeah. No, 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 no. I did not did watch not. the Grammys. Not. I just did saw not. the highlights. It, phenomenal. I, I caught it in passing a handful of times. I and, saw the big moments, Celine yeah. Dion. Yeah. I saw um, the Jay-Z part. I saw the, the my favorite part was the Tracy Chapman and Luke mm-hmm. Combs. Yeah, I saw the you know Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I saw the clips. Yeah, T Swift celebrated her big night at the Grammys by spending stacks of cash on her team. Ooh. Swift dropped one hundred sixty thousand dollars in designer Ooh. gifts for her team, in addition to obviously a big night at the Grammys. Some of the items I'm looking at here on uh, page six. Uh, let's see, we have a uh, how do you? Cartier, is that how you pronounce it? Cartier, yeah. Cartier, a nice Cartier tote. Okay. A little tote bag. Uh, looks like there's also some diamond necklaces that are, are also Cartier. Uh, okay. We also have. She, wait, wait, wait. She giving Cartier necklaces? Necklaces and handbags or tote bags, whatever you want to call it. Jeez, okay. And then, uh, treated the ladies to a Louis Vuitton, to, treated all the ladies to a Louis Vuitton bag as well. Okay. Uh, the lucky women, uh, they've been said to have been treated to the Cartier Trinity vertical shoulder bag is what it's is what it's called. 1880 is your price for that. So, uh, so wait, I'm sure that she's got guy friends too, so the guy's got Louis Vuitton? Because it sounds like there's Louis Vuitton that's, oof. So, oh, it says so, the female so, yeah, members yeah. So got. So they got, they got, the, uh, they got a, a steamer, a nano steamer bag. Uh, looks like they also got a duffel bag that costs twenty five seventy, and that three thousand three thousand three hundred dollar Christopher M M backpack. None of these brand names I have heard of outside of Cartier and Louis Vuitton. So <laughs> I don't go to the I don't go to the Crystals in Vegas, Lake. If if you could tell, me yeah. neither. I don't go to the shops of Crystals. Ever. Yeah, I go window shop. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what. Yeah, it's exactly when I will shop. But yeah. T Swift uh, treating her peeps to some nice uh, gifts in in honor of uh, I guess as she should to, yeah they say that she is a giver that that she yeah. takes care of her people yeah not only just the people like in her inner circle but also like remember when she gave out the bonuses yeah. to all the people that were part of the tour yep the hundred thousand dollar bonus like that's a massive amount of money to give to somebody as a bonus yes a part of a tour like seriously that's awesome dude I love that about her. Yeah, and you could probably, unfortunately, expect some backlash in the next few days because uh, the guy that uh, got her her big break in music passed away, and I'm sure people are going to nitpick that if she doesn't post anything about it. Mr. Toby Keith helped T uh, Swift with her big break back in the day, uh, signed her, helped get her signed to her first big record deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see kind of what come well, what becomes of that. 
Uh, in other news, I happened to come across this beautiful, beautiful mansion out in L.A. You bought it? No, I was kind of gazing at it, though. It's got a uh, possible 49er star, possible Super Bowl winner, Christian McCaffrey, and Olivia Copo, I, th- I believe is how you pronounce her, is her last name. Yep. Uh, they just bought a $3.5 million L.A. home. Wait, they're engaged. Yes. They uh, are? Yeah, yeah. Her fiance. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, yep, yep. yep. I knew that they've been dating for the last couple of years. I yes, just wasn't sure about the engagement. In Cinco, California, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, they, Encino? They, that one. Yeah, okay. that one. Yep, yep. Uh, and they got it renovated to a stunning three hundred or $3.5 million mansion. Uh, it is their main residence. And they, it, looking at the pictures, it's big. 5,366 square feet big. Uh, both refined to a yeah, glamour, glamorous and boasting Five bedrooms and seven bathrooms. The you know it's it's interesting because when you see her, who does she remind you of? Because I know you, I know you're looking at the picture, and she's she's quite attractive. She's yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. I'll let you take this one, Lake. Um, is it Hallie or Haley Bieber? Uh, Haley Bieber. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She, don't they That's favor fair. a little bit? Yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, you know, they favor a little bit. Yes. I think. Yeah. They remind me of each other. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. This house Both looks phenomenal. Uh, trying to a lot of ga- a lot of guest rooms according to M- MTV Cribs. Uh, a lot of high si- high ceilings. Oh, I do. I, I, I like how that looks. Yeah. It's a it's a beauty. I'm the person that this looks like a Cliff Kingsbury type house. You you know how like. There are certain people that when they are, like, super rich, super wealthy, mm-hmm. that they want to have those super extravagant houses. I wouldn't be that person. If I was at the Powerball tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. So, yeah. so Powerball tomorrow. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that I wouldn't get a multi-million dollar house because, of course, I would, right? But I would get something that's pretty reasonable, and I wouldn't load it up with a ton of stuff. I would have... You know, I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't just jam pack it with all kind of crap. I mean, this pool looks nice. <laughs> the pool looks the, the, be- the bedroom opens up to a balcony, which overlooks the expansive backyard, complete with a resort-like pool. Look at area. that kitchen. Yeah, it, it, you can get a like lot. that kitchen's simple. Like the kitchen's not overdoing it. Yeah, Fox and I needs to get up in that kitchen and film a show with Lake for sure. Oh, I love Stephanie Hansen's kitchen. Her she's got was a dope. big one. She has got a big one. She's she does not mess around with her food or her kitchen. Uh, that, it was fun doing a, that show. Yeah, it's a it, it's a good one. But that is all I have right now for word on the street. I'm right, going to wrap up word on the street. All right, coming up next, there was a unanimous ruling with regards to the three judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals in district uh, in the district uh, for the District of Columbia. Circuit with regards to Donald Trump and his stance on immunity. Okay. He took an L today. And my thoughts to that are next after weather on the Lake Show. Don- 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did Donald trump in the news again because of one of his court cases and quite honestly i don't know what well i know what his him and his legal team are trying to do all right it, it, it's it's pretty simple and we all know what's trying to happen here is that they are trying to appeal, 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 appeal to keep pushing things out. The playbook is clear. Um, keep appealing things so that maybe you're in a situation where we get into and up against the election and then the courts feel like they can't do and make decisions and we can't. You know, the DOJ can't really prosecute their cases, okay? That's what it is. And a a part of it, you know, not a part of it, but in my rationale when I look at it, I get upset because if you claim, let's go to court, I'll see you in court, I've done nothing wrong, then see everybody in court then. Like, which one is it? You're innocent? It's a sham. It's a, it's, it's all a setup. It's I've done nothing wrong and I see you in court. But then when you try to, people are trying to get you in court to lay out what they have is what they perceive are their facts. And you keep trying to stall. Like, what are you really trying to say? Number one. And then number two, I honestly don't think that the American people will see true justice with, with, with Donald Trump. And you know what they say about justice delayed is justice denied. Justice delayed is justice denied. But the latest is, well, today, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, a three-judge panel, a unanimous ruling, and you know he's going to appeal this, is saying he doesn't have immunity. That, that that flat out, we're rejecting that, that you have immunity. 57-page ruling, unanimous. He's claiming that he is immune from prosecution, on, char- on charges of plotting to subvert the results of the 2020 election. And they're saying, no, no, you got to go to trial. You got to go to trial on that criminal indictment accusing you of seeking to overturn your election loss to President Biden. So that's what's been kind of like the news of the day with regards to Donald Trump. And I don't think anybody. That's halfway reasonable with regards to what we should expect out of accountability 
would think that this is the wrong move here. Like, who in what world thinks that, regardless of who you are, that you just get freedom and do whatever the hell you want? Like, it's not how it should work, ever. And what would that mean for other presidents after this? Earlier today, on the Chad Harbin Show, which I think you should go ahead, download, podcast it, and take a listen, Justin Crow. He's the chair of leadership studies and professor of political science at Williams College. And he specializes in constitutional law and in, in, in the Supreme Court. Here he is talking about what the panel essentially stated and what they said today with regards to looking at Trump, his immunity case, and why they're saying that this can move forward. I think that uh, you put it well. The ruling by the D.C. Circuit here, by the three judges there, um, was a, a pretty decisive win for, for the special counsel for Jack Smith and um, a pretty direct repudiation of the kind of uh, absurdly broad and ostentatious arguments that Trump's attorneys were making in this case, which was a blanket immunity for, for all actions that occurred during a presidential term, whether or not they were related to official duties, whether or not they were uh, in violation of, of laws that, that would be held applicable to ordinary American citizens. So uh, I think really what the Trump team was asking for here was was not only unprecedented, but almost unthinkable in the context of a system of the rule of law and the context context of a system where no individual, um, including and perhaps especially our elected officials, are above the law. Does anybody out there actually think that any human being should be above the law? I mean, seriously, I I don't care what country you live in. I'm not talking about just let's just take it, take it beyond just the United States of America. Like who thinks like that? Who Who promotes that type of thinking? In life, we should all look at ourselves and be held accountable for our actions. If I do things that are not good for the sake of my community, my state, my country, the world itself, and it negatively impacts us, I should be held accountable for that. There's no world I want to to look at and feel like it's okay for somebody to feel as though they can get away with whatever because of a title. Like we're all human beings. We should all be held to certain uh to the same standard. And I just for the life of me, it is just it's so frustrating to think and hear that there are people that think that they are above it all. It's not good. Do you, so you're saying you think that by your, by the saying justice, what is it? What was it? Justice delayed, justice denied. Yeah. So you think that he's going to end up getting away with all this? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying that is, I I feel like they know what game he's playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually that string's going to keep getting, like the string's already getting shorter. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he's going to get off scot-free. There's a couple things here. When when you say justice delayed mm-hmm. means justice denied. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the end game or at, at the very end of all of this, because it all catches up to you at some point, right? Yeah. Yep. 
Do I think that there is going to be some sort of reckoning? Possibly. Do I think it's going to be the type of justice? Because then you start evaluating, well, what is justice, right? Like, like, what is justice for the American people? There are some people that say, well, if he, if he doesn't spend a day in jail, how is that justice? I quite honestly, I don't think that he's going to spend a no. day in jail. I, I just don't. No. And by the way, if you were to ask me today, do I think that Donald Trump is going to win um, this election if it's just him and Joe Biden? For, for take out all of the um, all of the court cases because what people are trying to weigh in and they're trying to factor is they're trying to say, well, we think that something could come up with the court case, right? Yeah. And something may come up with a court case. Very well could be because he, he's got enough of them. He's staring. Yes. At. But all that aside. Do I think he's going to win a, a head-to-head with Joe Biden? I don't think so. No. I, I, no, I'm saying I, I just don't think that that's going to happen. But aside from all that, do I think for one second that he is going to spend a day in jail? No, nah, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I'm kind of curious on your reasoning behind the, the head-to-head thing. but You talking about with, 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 with Biden? Yeah. I, I don't I don't think he I don't think Biden would stand a chance and I'm not saying that I'm you know pro Trump or anti Trump no I, I know just don't, I just don't think I don't think that there, I don't think that there's any person that actually thinks that pool's gotten way bigger since 2020 that's all I'm going to say that put the the pool of Trump supporters has almost probably tripled no that's not true it's it feels like, it feels like it though because those people have gotten louder. He hasn't gotten okay. – th- this is the That's deal. Fair. That's this, fair. This is I the get, deal. I you're saying. This is the deal. I think that and, – and, and people might disagree with this. I think that the those people that are diehard um, Trump supporters, they're going to remain diehard yeah. Trump supporters. Do I think that he's lost some supporters? I think he's lost some. Do I think that there are a lot of people that are fed up with Joe Biden? Absolutely. Do I think that Joe Biden – um, could and do things that would appeal more to people based on the people that voted for him the first time around? Yeah. Yes. Do I think that he, maybe he's maybe lost maybe a few people? Yes, but I think that those people understand they don't have really another viable and good option right now. Dean Phillips is not an option. Yeah. Marion Williams is not an option, right? So, So when you look at it at the very end of the day, I think that it falls into a couple of different categories. I think that there are people that are fed up with Trump, they're fed up with Biden, they're fed up with both, but they're also people because those are different. Those are different categories, right? Yep. There are people that look at, and this is a Biden problem. Biden needs to understand that he's not as attractive as he was in 2020. Yeah. But this is the fallback, though. You know what he can do? He can talk about jobs. He can talk about the work that he's getting from these unions in these blue co- Like, even though we see that there are flaws there, like he's got a track record that you look at and 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 he can run on and and in a debate with Donald Trump, you know what he can say? He can say, Well, hold on. I show my taxes, what about yours? Yeah, it's true. In a debate, he can say, Well, we, 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 we've talked about what we want to do for health care. What about yours? A health care plan that we never saw. Yeah. All right? You, you ran on the border, and you never got a border done. 
Oh, oh, like the wall, right? The wall. Yep. He's talking about the border right now. And this is another thing. And let me be clear about this. I don't get into these long-winded debates with people about the border. Okay? And I'm going to tell you why. Because in, in, do I think that there are probably issues at the border? There's no question there's issues at the border because you hear it on both sides. There, there are Democrats that are talking about there's issues at the border. There are Republicans that are talking about how bad the border is. And they're, and they're you know, like they both say that there's a border issue. But Republicans say it's times 10, whereas opposed to Democrats are saying, well, it's it's an issue. Yeah. It depends on who you listen to. I'm not going to tout CNN. I'm not going to tout MSNBC. I'm not going to tout Fox. I'm not going to tout. You know why? Because there's going to be bias with how the border is represented. There's going to be bias on how the border is represented from Democrats as well as Republicans. This is one thing that I do know. All right. And this is the reason why I don't I don't get into debates and arguments with people about this is people have strong opinions about the border, right? Yep. Like just the average person. I, there were some guys that were at the gym debating the border last <laughs> week. And I just, I just put my head down and just ignored it, right? I'm not getting sucked into the conversation. Yes. But this is the thing. If you ask any one of those people, have you been to the border? Yeah, I haven't yep. been to the border. Yep. Henry Lake has not been to the border. So Henry Lake's not going to have strong opinions about the border. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what's news or fake news because you know why? I haven't been to the border. So for somebody to tell me about the border and how 10 times terrible it is or how, no, it's not that bad. I haven't been there. And, and uh, the majority, you haven't been there. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to get into all of that. That's a bunch of crap. I'm not going to get into the biasness of the border conversations. Everybody can state unequivocally that we got to address it, right? And I'll leave it at that. And that's the bottom line. But this even even now that I think that people are looking and saying that well Trump is telling the GOP um no no no, I'll fix the border. Don't leave it alone. Don't don't I don't think that that's anything that's a winning situation. How was that winning? Had four years to fix it, but yeah. But I'm but I'm just saying, yeah. But how was that winning? Yeah. Saying don't address it now. I'll address it. That's to me not a winning message. No. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Final segment of the Lake Show next. All right. When you hear the Miles Davis, you know we are at the end of the show. Thanks to all the people that have listened, called in, text line. Speaking of the text line, let's get to the text line. From the 952, aren't they the same ones that said they couldn't afford a suite at the Super Bowl because they were too expensive, talking about Christian McCaffrey and his fiance Olivia? I thought the story that I saw was that it was his parents that were talking. Yeah, his mom. Yeah, he, his mom yeah. was talking about the suite and how much it was. And I don't think that what they're trying to say is that that they can't afford a suite. Clearly, he could buy a suite at the yes. Super Bowl. I think what they're saying is, and what they're speaking to, is how ridiculous it would be and how unaffordable it is for one game. You, be, you better like, be buying that suite. If, like that, that's, 
You yeah. better own that sweep for life. Yes, it's like, like no one's yeah. no one's paying one that for one game. It has nothing to do with how I mean, much Jeff money Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or somebody like that or whatever. Yeah. Bill Gates. I mean, it, no NFL player. I don't care who. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. Why would you pay that amount for a sweet? That would make no sense for one game. It's a lot of money. And, and like you said, like that's something that you want to have for five years or something. Yeah. Not for one game. Game? We talking about practice? Not a game. Um, This in the 952. Love your show. Do you know Cy Huff, Link's announcer? Yes, I've met Cy several times. Um, I'm not. We're not close or anything like that, whatever, but if I want to text him right now, I could. I hope that Cy is doing well. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I like this text for the 507. Toby, as in Toby Keith, was absolutely awesome. He did a ton of work with the uh, USO, visiting the troops in war zones and putting on concerts. He came to Kandahar while I was there for a visit and put on a concert. Didn't get to go because of the whole warp thing, but I did get to load him up on his plane out of there and got him to sign the guitar we had in the uh, – the PAX terminal. He was very, very nice and a bleeping huge guy because he played football. Yeah, he played for the what, big dude, the, the drillers. Yes, uh, semi-pro team. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, just towered over almost anybody. I believe it. After his diagnosis on one of the award shows, he quipped, "Bet no one ever thought they'd see me in skinny jeans." <laughs> Pretty funny. That that is an awesome line. Yeah. That that is an awesome line, and yes, we did start off the show. We're talking about the passing of Toby Keith, country music legend, sixty-two years old. That is so darn young, man. Yep, that's young. I have a beef. Okay, we're what? seeing, we're you, seeing, you, we're you, seeing you want... it again. No, we're seeing it again. Come on, they did it again. They were up by like twenty. Are they <laughs> winning? The wall, yes, they're winning, but they were up by 20. Relax. They're winning. It's the same thing every game. My goodness. Relax. They're winning. Uh, wolves are killing me. How, how are they killing you? They're, they're up four. Yes, and when they lose tonight, I will be texting you. Hey, <laughs> close circuit, Josh Wheeler. Typically, there's ebbs and flows in sports. Not with the Wolves. They're, they're hard to beat. They're perfect. Not according to you. <laughs> no, I think the Lakers could take them in a seven-game series right now. <sighs> so much hate. So much hate. So hey, much you hate. and I talked about off-air. If, if it came down to Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels for LeBron, you'd take LeBron. I don't know if I would. I, 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 don't know, I don't know that I would want to do that deal. That's kind of a hard deal to turn down, though. Yes, but how many more? But year, only how many get, more years does LeBron have? Like though? two. Yeah, it's not his last year. This year, you don't think, right? No, no way. Mm. But I, I just don't. Until he goes to a top one or two team, I don't think that LeBron James is winning another championship. You don't think LA is going to move him in the? I don't think the, the LA is. The, no, deadline's coming up, right? No, that's not. See, you, see, you missed what I said. Oh, I said. Unless he goes to a top one, two, or three team. Oh, yeah, true. 
I don't think he's winning another championship in L.A. No. No. They're up five. What you got to say? Stop hating. Relax. Eight minutes, like Eight minutes. What did Bobby McFerrin say? Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> back, on, yeah, grab me my margarita and let's sit back and watch this Wolves collapse in the fourth quarter. We'll see. Such a hater, man. I hate people that are always <laughs> negative. Hey, you got to see MJ play. I'm jealous. Let me call Dan Barrero and, and tell him how negative I'm on my drive home. Nice name drop. Anyway. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. I appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Instead of 6, it starts at 6.30 because, remember, we have Inside Twins first right here on the radio home for Twins Baseball. News Talk, 830-WC. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 